and welcome to the Upopolis Podcast. I'm Kristen Ogler, Child Life Specialist, host of the podcast, and Upopolis's National Program Manager. This is episode 28 of the Upopolis Podcast, and we have a special guest with us, actually two today. We have Cora, who has become an author during the pandemic, and our intern from McMaster University, Sophia. So I'd like to welcome the two of you to the podcast, and today we're going to talk about the book that Cora created in the pandemic. So Cora, do you want to tell our audience a little bit about you, how old you were when the pandemic started? When the pandemic started, I was about eight years old. Uh, Now I'm actually 10 years old. It's been a long time. This pandemic is like two years. So you did something really great. And I noticed it was early on in the pandemic because I read an article in the paper from maybe St. Catharines that was saying it was published in May of 2020. So you wrote this book early on. What's the book called? Uh, the book is called Cora and the Corona, One Little Girl Journey to Healing and Quarantine. That's a big title, but it's also a big topic and a really great book. And I was reading through it earlier and I saw um, that you were writing about your dog. You were writing about all the feelings. You were writing about something special you did on your back deck. Uh, do you want to tell me a little bit about some of those things that are in the book? So what actually happened on the back deck is, so Gizzy was kind of, me and Gizzy were out there. There was the, the recycling bin. There was all the recycling bins lined up. Gizzy kind of jumps into it and he's like, look at this, I'm going to go eat this. <laughs> um, so then I was like, wow, you can actually take these and make like really cool instruments out of them. Also, I feel like Gizzy plays a very big, a very big uh, topic in the book. Um, a very good character in the book because when you're healing, I feel it's very important to have an animal with you because they just make you feel really happy and warm inside. Yeah. They kind of are like that little companion and that, you know, you're not all by yourself. You have somebody there, you have a good listening ear beside you, right? Cause you can talk all you want to the dog and he's going to listen. Yeah. So I think that's important. Gizzy is your dog, right? So you guys were out there on the back deck and you made some instruments. And then in the book, you get talking about something that some of us listeners probably have seen a lot in the news early on in the pandemic. And it was about music and making music with your neighbors. Um, yeah. So what happens is all the is I started playing the new musical instruments that I made and and the the neighbor's dog actually started barking a lot so I figured well and Gizzy actually started barking too so Gizzy actually goes up to the neighbor's dogs and he actually starts barking so they'll like bark together and I was like it's kind of like a music thing playing like an instrument (laughs) yeah and lots of people did that like all over the world didn't they um they were playing instruments or singing songs on their balconies I mean, it kind of made like a sense of community when we couldn't all be together. Yeah. Give us a way to connect, even through like social media. They had all these. I know I'm in Nova Scotia and they had like a uh, Facebook group where they would just everyone would share like their talent on there and they would share like singing or playing instruments just to help keep one another company and to bring joy in a difficult time. Mm-hmm. And what happened is Alora, actually my best friend, uh, she lives in a, an apartment. So she went onto her balcony and started singing. <laughs> oh, could you guys hear each other? 
or you just knew one another were doing it? We kind of knew that one another were doing it. We didn't really actually know. Mm -hmm. Um, We couldn't hear each other because she actually lives kind of far away from me. But it was really cool because I was like, well, I'm saying I was I was singing my little song and playing my little instruments while she was doing the exact same thing, too. (laughs) Yeah, there's comfort in that, isn't there? Knowing that even though you can't be together, like you can still do the same thing. We saw that during the pandemic when people would be like joining dance classes or guitar lessons online. And of course, you probably did it at school, right? And even though it's not like the traditional way we do things, it will, you know, it, it still had value in it. It was still fun to be able to connect with people and kind of take away a little bit of the isolation. With this book, you do some pretty special things. So how many of these books are out there? Um, 8,600. 8, yeah. Plus I hear there is over 2000 French copies. Uh, yes, there is. We actually sold, uh, we sold 2000 in Quebec. And it's very sad. The Gizzy's name in French is actually very, is very funny. Um, it's Gazoo. <laughs> Gazoo. It's fancy because you were telling me just before we started recording, like they told you that Gizzy is not a word in French. So they had to have like a totally different word. They renamed your dog, but it's a really cool name. <laughs> they made him sound really fancy. Every time I hear I'm just like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's fun. So I love it because when I was reading your little author description, little meet the author at the back of the book, I saw your title was dreamer. So D I was thinking, I wonder what her dream is next. Do you have anything planned coming up? Well, my dream, well, do you want to know my dream job? Sure. (laughs) Um, So my dream job is actually to be, um, I really like, I really like studying like robotics and space. So I would actually love to be a scientist that like controls the little, that controls like kind of some of the robots they send up to space to find like samples of things. Well, that's a really great dream to have. Now I saw in the article I was reading that they were asking you if you thought you might ever write like a second book. Um. I'm really, I'm really not sure. I was thinking, I have, I was thinking about some book titles, but I'm trying to think of a good topic to write it on. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to see what unfolds in your life, right? Because you were inspired by something that happened in life. Now we were talking about amazing things like the 8,600 plus all the French books, but you guys do some pretty other special things with this book. So for every book that's bought, a book gets donated to mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And then also you guys give this book free to some health professionals as well, right? Yes. Yeah. So how do people get your book? Um, you can go onto robertspress.ca and actually buy the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll ship it to your house. And some of the shipping companies help you guys with the shipping, right? That was really great. And Robert's Press is actually your mom's publishing company, right? Yeah. Because your mom has a few books out there, like Where's Robert? And the Hugs book, like Helping Children Understand Grief. I think she was probably pretty inspirational in sending you to the back deck to think about this whole pandemic thing and writing your story when you were so upset about all the news and stuff that was going on in TV, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Did you dedicate the book to anybody? Or maybe I just saw a really great quote from your mom at the front of the book. Maybe your mom would read a quote <laughs> that she put in the front of the book. Decided yeah. for all those who have lost loved ones during this pandemic. <laughs> right. And then what? And then what's your mom's quote? Either you or her could read it because I think that's a pretty special quote that she put in the front of the book. Uh, the coronavirus seems no different. It does not see color, faith, religion, wealth, or fame. It is only e- equalizer of discrimination grief does not care who you are or what you are it cares to teach you that together we stand together we grieve together we heal well that's a great that's a pretty great quote and and your mom was right about all that so I was reading through the book and I saw some pretty amazing topics in there um and that links so much of this pandemic with grief work right So like in the beginning, when you were hearing things on the TV and they were telling us um, that things were going to be different and not so much in a good way um, and how that made you sad and you're upset when school is closed and then the yelling at your dog, because how many times when we have to experience something like grief, we get super angry and we yell when we don't really mean to taking those recyclables and doing something productive with all that emotion that you have built up inside looking how you can go to your community for support through making music. There's just so much great stuff in here. And then talking about how everybody in the community was doing different things during the pandemic to try to help like the scientists doing the research and the government trying to make sure that people's jobs were secure or that people were safe. And then the healthcare workers doing their job. And then the government also putting out messages or everyone putting out messages that you know, there's hope that we'll return to a normal one day. We still have hope for that. But I just love this book. So the last thing I think I want to ask you is just a little bit about like, what was this process like for you? Like, do you think it helped you cope with everything that was going on? Was it a distraction? What do you think? It it helped me. It helped me grieve with my, it helped me grieve. And I also thought it would help other people grieve through the pandemic. Um, so when I wrote it, Um, I was actually very sad. I sat behind the chair and I just kind of sat there and I was like thinking, I was like, "Hmm, how can I help others grieve, but help myself grieve too? Yeah, well, you definitely did it. And especially because you made this book like a coloring book, right? Yeah, it is. It is a coloring. You can print it out. Yeah. And when I was um, actually just doing a little bit of research for an initiative that the Apocalypse team did for youth during the pandemic. Uh, we had an exercise about Mandela's and then I was reading a research article about how they studied in hospital, how coloring Mandela's helped COVID patients to actually cope better with being in hospital. So that's pretty interesting. You created a coloring book and then they also did research on coloring during the pandemic and how it was super helpful. I love having you as a guest. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, not really. <laughs> what about you, Sophia? You're hanging out there listening, checking out how we record podcasts here on Eupopolis. Anything you want to ask Cora or her mom? No, I loved listening to everything that you've done, Cora. And I think it's such an inspiration to a lot of kids too, who like to put their feelings into words and like to help others. So I think that's really great that you did this. Yeah. And Christine, you're on here and you're more than welcome to add anything if you'd like. I know you're a big part in all of this with Cora. Um, well, I'm a super proud mother by far. Um, and uh, Cora's been um, working so hard at this. Like, 
She actually packs the books up and delivers them. She went to Purolator and asked for the help and was given it and went to UPS and knocked on doors and said, I, I want to make this book for free. So the hard copies are actually in full color. And we teamed up with um, Alex, another youth who did all the artwork for us. So um, it is solely created by children for children. Um, and I think that is super neat. And uh, she's been into schools, uh, Zoomed, been on breakfast TV. She's done so much with it just to promote it and get it out there. And it is free to anyone who, who needs it. If you're an essential worker or you're working in an organization, the coloring book version for French and English is all over the internet. You can just Google it. And a lot of agencies have it where you can just download it for free. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been quite an adventure with her. And uh, I've heard some other books that have come out uh, based on superheroes. <laughs> ah. so I've been encouraging her to look at, you know, what, what could come out of this. Uh, Super C sounded pretty good to me when she started <laughs> writing it. So <laughs> that's awesome. And yes, you definitely should be proud because there's so many lessons learned and so many skills for that you built over the pandemic. I love hearing what people have done over the pandemic to be productive and to take all this big energy and do good things with it. So, um, and on Yupopolis, we love when youth get to help other youth. So kudos to you for doing that. And I think it's interesting just when your mom was speaking there about parenting kind of during the pandemic, um, I'm just going to talk about a few podcasts that people might want to go back and check out um, podcast three. Uh, episode three, um, there's actually a set of three that are parents talking about parenting during the pandemic and parenting with a unique lens in that they were all child life specialists. And some of them, their children are living with autism or special needs or are different ages from toddlers to children to teenagers. So check that out. And then we did the You Got This Challenge because like you, Cora, we were trying to figure out because we knew how to deliver things virtually when everyone else was trying to figure out how to do that. Child Life Specialist Run Eupopolis, and we help children during stressful life events. So what could we do? So we did an email campaign, which was a series of four or five little video lessons and exercises where they could kind of work through some things like their feelings and scheduling and all those types of things. So on the podcast, it's episodes four, five, six, and seven. So if people want to go back and check out those episodes, but also be sure to Check of course, book Cora the Corona, One Little Girl's Journey to Healing During Quarantine. And like her mom said, you can find it, I believe, on Amazon. And then you can also find the downloads all over the internet or reach out via Robert's Press. Um, thank you guys for joining us. We loved having you. Oh, thanks for having us.